Welcome to the Boss Level, guys. It's my weekly podcast here. It's our heel turn that we have. My name is Enigma. I'm a 15-year industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer, game console collector, and part-time Twitch streamer. I hope you are having a great New Year so far. Happy New Year to you if you've not heard that yet. Thanks to everybody who wished me a happy birthday online. I do appreciate that. Uh, New Year's Day was my 47th birthday, so I have uh, I've been around a block a couple of times, guys. What can I say? But it's 2023. We've got a lot of new games coming out. Lots of stuff's going to happen. Lots of new movies. Lots of fun stuff. I hope it's going to be a great and productive and safe uh, 2023 for you and uh, and your loved ones. Everything's going fine here. I've, I've had quite the week at work. Uh, my first inventory I've done with the company I work for now. And uh, goodness gracious, that was of interesting to say the least uh but uh, you know everything's going fine here i'm like i said i'm a little older now 47 years old i'm not uh, not happy about that but the good news is is that uh, you know things are, are are taking place uh to to make everything uh better for me and and uh, you know better for for my loved ones as well uh, we're talking about taking a couple of trips this year we're talking about uh you know, doing other things I, I, for our health and, and uh, you know, my girlfriend and I, and, and we'll, we'll see where we end up going with stuff. I, I'm really excited and looking forward to a, a, a prosperous 2023, hopefully, and I definitely hope you're going to have uh, much of the same, quite honestly. That all being said, we have a topic we need to discuss this week, and I thought about it long and hard, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about, because we're kind of in the doldrums of uh, gaming news and gaming releases right now. Uh, Entertainment does not usually do well in the months of January and February, that's why you'll see a lot of stuff comes out, and they and uh, movie companies will uh, movie distribution companies will often call January a month where they send movies to die. And the same thing happens in video games. Quite frankly, uh, you'll see games come out in January. They are not expecting to do well, and we won't see a real uh, increase in game releases where they, the uh, the consumers ready to reach into their pockets and 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 really get to more into what's available until usually February and then March. March is a huge gaming release month. At least it used to be. Gaming has changed quite a bit over uh, the past several years now, and uh, we, we see a lot more uh, product being sparsed out. As I talked about last week on on the podcast, you know, we, we have three tentpole games supposedly coming out this June. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, Diablo 4, and uh, Street Fighter 6. Uh, so, and that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. I mean, it just wouldn't have happened. One of them might have come out, but you would see the other two shifted either earlier or later, most likely later. But uh, for them to come out in June of all months tells me that we have a lot of different stuff going on. It's it's not the same, not your daddy's uh, uh, game release schedule anymore. It's not your daddy's industry. There's a lot of things out there that have changed. That all being said, I thought we would talk about a little game series that, uh, in my opinion, is is one of the more, uh, I'm not going to say underrated, because it's not underrated. It's very well rated, in fact, and uh, it didn't come out that way. It had some rough starts to it, but and considering why it was coming out here, I shouldn't say why it was coming out, but the fact that they, they we actually got the games to begin with at all is kind of amazing in and of itself. But uh, I want to talk about the Persona series. Persona is a series that's done by Atlas. It's been around a long time. It's now branched out to where it's no longer just JRPGs. They've done, uh, they've done the Dynasty Warriors style version of it. There's fighting games. There's rhythm games that, that you can uh, buy with the, to do the music. And 
Uh, when people ask me what I can say about the Persona series, I just say it's cool. And that's the best way I can really describe it. Is it's a very cool game. It, you, you feel slick. You feel cool playing it. Uh, the animated menus, the... Uh, the music is 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 upbeat and it's it's slick and it's uh, it's you know intra it's different. It's not your usual uh, me melodic symphony style of uh, of game. It's it feels like something that a you know like a cool person would actually do and would want to play. And uh, the series has come a long way from the from the start, which we're going to get into here. And we have to get into our little time machine here and go back to 1996. And we have to go to the original Sony PlayStation. And we need to set up the release window around Persona. And it does involve a little game called Final Fantasy VII. Now, uh, I have never uh, strayed from the fact that Final Fantasy has always been my favorite game series. Uh, I think the apple has fall, fallen very far from the tree here in the last several years i know 14 is really good but uh 15 was passable uh and then the 13 series was just god awful in my opinion but final fantasy 7 back in 1996 was in every video game magazine on the planet that was not specified to a, a competing console your EGMs, your Game Informers, they always had Final Fantasy VII coverage. New characters are being revealed, graphics are being revealed, summons, you know, all this stuff. Uh, we were really hyped up for Final Fantasy VII, and that's because of, of Sony, quite frankly. Sony was, was making sure they were going to publish Final Fantasy VII. They published four games for, for Square, and uh, Final Fantasy VII was going to be the the crown jewel of that. The very first, it wasn't the first one, but it was the second game that they had, had released here on the PlayStation. And uh, we were on the precipice of Final Fantasy VII coming out in 1997. September of 1997 was when Final Fantasy VII came out. But you couldn't open a magazine. You couldn't, uh, you know, really go to, to a, a wet gaming website or anything without seeing Final Fantasy VII news. It was it was a very big deal. Sony was making sure it was going to be a big deal. And because of that, uh, we have to remember that role-playing games, in particular Japanese role-playing games, were not popular. They were not, uh, they were a niche, niche market. They were not something that uh, on the Super Nintendo, you know, Final Fantasy VI and uh, three slash six, uh, was probably, you know, it's very well received, one of the best games ever made, my favorite game of all time, but I wouldn't dare say it's one of the top-selling games ever, because it, it wasn't, it just flat out wasn't. So the JRPG was not uh, in vogue the way that it was about to be, but we could see the writing on the wall, and I'm sure that uh, there were several developers and publishers who thought the same thing here in the United States. And because of that, you were you were going to see some uh, companies and developers and publishers try to get ahead of the curve. We we knew that Final Fantasy VII was coming. They did too. Uh, but the JRPG was going to come out here regardless. Uh, and Final Fantasy VII went through a couple of delays because it's a Square game. So you would see companies just cast bait to see if they could really get people involved with the game series uh, that we hadn't seen before, and uh, see if they could get get, you know, get make some dollars while RPG fans who were waiting with bated breath for Final Fantasy VII could play something else, but have something else to play until 
Final Fantasy VII came out. In fact, uh, the, the series Wild Arms, Sony released over here, was their first-party RPG uh, here in the States, at least first-party as far as publishing goes. And uh, they actually marketed it as, hey, play this while you're waiting for Final Fantasy VII. It's, you know, this is a big, you know, play this instead. And I, I just I just remember that, uh, that Sony was, was very much into that. But there were a couple other game series that were, Starting to make the rounds, and we have to remember as well. In the original PlayStation, there was no di- digital distribution. Uh, consoles had no digital distribution at that time. PCs were very l- slowly starting to get into it. Uh, there were uh, MMOs at the time. I, I was playing Asheron's Call in the mid '90s, uh, which I probably destroyed my life at that point because I was so involved with that game. But online was not as uh, big of a deal as it has obviously become now in 2023. In fact, it wasn't as big of a deal as it would be in the 2000s. You know, 1996, 1997, online was still this new thing. And uh, there was still this nerd idea surrounding it that if you were online and you you surfed web pages and you did chat rooms and stuff, you were some sort of, of nerd. You were a nerd. Of course, now things are so much different. We all do it, but in the in the mid '90s, mid to late '90s, it really wasn't that way. Uh, it was still new. It was still coming around, and and it had negative connotations to it at first. And uh, we also were just now becoming aware of a lot of stuff coming out in Japan. Uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, was the game where we, a lot of Final Fantasy fans were like, "Hey, wait a minute." I just got done playing Final Fantasy three. How is seven already coming out? Where's uh, four, five, and six? And, and we'd have to go through an education, a little bit of an education online. Uh, that hey, uh, this is what happened. <laughs> this is this is what this is so strange. And that's where we first learned that uh, two, three, and five had not come out here. But anyway. Uh, a lot of companies, there were, there were companies out there who were trying to get ahead of the curve on releasing JRPGs over here in order to just try to establish a foothold because brand recognition means a lot in uh, marketing with entertainment, okay? Uh, you'll see throughout time, throughout everything, that if a, if a game has a foothold already, an established fan base, you can pretty much count on, I'm sure there's a marketing statistic out there on a certain percentage of the fan base supporting the product regardless of what you know what you do with it where it comes out so uh, for instance it's like being a fan of your favorite sports team okay uh let's let's just take a baseball your baseball a favorite baseball team my favorite baseball team is the pittsburgh pirates which who they suck but that's beside the point they have marketing and and uh, sales numbers and sales mixes and it's a, it's I'm sure there's a formula for it that says your fan base is X amount of people, the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can count on a certain this percentage in the upcoming season buying baseball caps. You can buy you can assume that this percentage will buy baseball jerseys. You can assume this percentage will do this. I'm sure there are mathematical formulas out there that do that. I'm not a marketing person or a sales guru, but I would be shocked and amazed if they didn't have some sort of sales expectation on different things and gaming is probably no different if you're a fan of final fantasy they can count on the fact that there's going to be x amount of of a percentage of their existing fan base that will purchase the game that's what they that's usually how they dictate their budgets for marketing and all that good stuff as well 
So these game publishers were trying to establish their products before Final Fantasy so they could release more of them over here and they could have bigger sales around Final Fantasy. They were using, uh, they probably won't admit it, but they were using the Final Fantasy hype to try to establish their own IPs over here. And uh, there was a small publisher at the time, they are now owned by Sega, called Atlas. And Atlas had been around for a while. They had published a lot of things on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, I should say, that I remember. Uh, in particular, Ogre Battle. I remember Ogre Battle because I had uh, I worked in a game store when it came out, and uh, I was online with friends who wanted a copy of Ogre Battle. So they would actually send me a check in the mail for me to purchase a copy of Ogre Battle and mail it back to them because they couldn't find it where they lived. And since I was in a game store, I could do that. First ever gaming mail where I did it. Uh, but we saw so the, but the, we they they were a smaller publisher and and Atlas was also very famous for only doing one run of games, so they would say, well, we're going to sell fifteen thousand units, so let's make you know seventeen thousand units of a game, and that'll be it. And once they were done with Ogre Battle, they put it on a shelf. You know, uh, Harvest Moon is another game that they did. You know, things like that. They would run it one time and one time only, and then they would stick it on a shelf. And, and get rid of it. And that lasted all the way through the PlayStation, probably PlayStation 3, where they would not... Well, that's not true. With PlayStation 2, they did press a couple of games. The, the Disgaea games, they pressed those a couple of times. Um, but they, they were really well known for being collectible. They were very collectible because they didn't make a lot of them. And Atlas didn't release any real bad games. You know, Usually the games they released were really good. Uh, they they would uh, you know take their time with it. They Atlas would make their own games in Japan, of course, and then they would release them there. But when they brought them here, they were much smaller. And the last thing they wanted to do was press a hundred thousand units of a game that's unproven, and then they sell fifteen thousand, and then they're stuck trying to figure out what to do with eighty-five thousand units. And they'll have to clearance them out. They'll have to lose money on it, and then that would destroy the. Uh, marketability of the franchise and that's the way that they did it for a very long time uh that all being said they released the very first revelations persona game in 1996 about a, a little in the year prior to final fantasy 7 and they did it as a way as a, as a way they didn't market it around final fantasy they didn't say hey play this while you're waiting for final fantasy 7 they didn't do that but they did a lot of magazine advertisements, and I saw the magazine advertisements. Sold the game on me, quite frankly, is it was, was the magazine advertisements. You open up a copy of EGM or wherever, and they would have that Revelations Persona ad. I can see that demon, you know, that grinning demon right there. And I ended up buying, buying the game, and I still have my copy of it on the old PlayStation in 96. And it was for a long time. It probably still is worth a little bit of money, because this is still during the peak time where Atlas did not repress their games. They would only do one run of them. And uh, quite honestly, the game has a lot of flaws. <laughs> it really does. It's not the best use of a game, but it was different. It looked different. And uh, you didn't see a lot of games where you played as Japanese high school kids, quite frankly. And that's what Persona was. Most RPGs, uh, especially JRPGs, were like fantasy-based or, fan or or sci-fi-based. You know, your Final Fantasies had uh, fantasy with 
sprinkling of sci-fi. You had uh, Fantasy Star, which was sci-fi with a sprinkling of fantasy. Then, But there was all usually dragons and, and things like that. And then you get to Persona, and it's uh, it's a little different. It's it's more set in, you know, 90s Japan high school is what it is. And there were several characters to play as. And it was a little rough. Uh, there were certain things I, I didn't get the hang of. I never beat the game, quite frankly. I enjoyed what I did play. But I knew... Uh, because the fact that Atlas was the company who did it, that if I didn't buy it, as soon as I saw it, I wouldn't be able to get it again. Because chances are, Atlas only pressed I uh, probably 10,000 copies of, uh, of Persona. And once they were gone, they weren't coming back. So I knew that once I saw it at the shelf at my local game store, pretty sure I bought it at Electronics Boutique, uh, you know, EB Games, when they were around. I'm pretty sure that when I bought that or I bought it from them but uh it was it was a I, I'm glad I had it uh it, but it wasn't the best of the best it wasn't like it set the world on fire it wasn't going to do anything and I'll say the same thing about the the sequel now now the truth is there's actually uh we they have uh, they skipped a game Persona 2 has two different games there's Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment uh, for Persona 2 and we never got Innocent Sin we only got Eternal Punishment uh, until at least till the PSP when they released released uh, Innocent Sin on the PSP as well. But it was definitely something where improvements were made, uh, you know, graphically and and what what they wanted. But it really wasn't until Persona Three where this the, the series really took off. And Persona Three came out on the PlayStation Two originally, quite honestly, in two thousand and six. So ten years after Revelations Persona came out. Uh, we got one Persona game, which was Eternal Punishment here in the States. I, you know, I have that over there as well. But uh, Persona 3 is where they changed it up. At least they made everything a little more streamlined. I never really got much into the original Persona games. Uh, like I said, I own them, played them, but I really can't tell you much about them uh, because I, I just couldn't really get into them that much. But uh, when Persona 3 came out, everything changed. Persona Three made the high school stu- the, the uh, high school student thing more of a focal point to the game. Quite frankly, at least uh, for for me, it was much more of a focal point. And you you would go through school basically in the daytime. You go through school, and when you were in school, you would have to answer questions and you take tests. And then uh, you're setting up your social network. You're setting up going out with your friends. You're uh, hanging out with certain people, and, and when you hang out with people, you, you build up their affection for you, and their affection gets to be where you can maximize their cap- their capabilities, and every character you can hang out with has a, a deck in the tarot card that, uh, or a deck in the tarot card, a card in the tarot deck, easier for me to say, that would represent that character so you'd have the hanged man or you'd have the chariot or 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 what whoever or whatever and um it was just interesting and it was uh it looked great mitsuru is still like one of my favorite characters ever in any game she's awesome and uh she was one of the possible love interests in uh the original the original cut of persona 3 but they did a great job with it 
it wasn't the perfect experience. There were some rough spots in Persona 3, but uh, you could tell that they were they were really coming a long way to make it unique because something else that kind of happened after, after the release of Final Fantasy VII was you'd see a lot of games trying to be different from the pack they wanted but, but they all looked a lot a lot of them looked the same a lot of them played the same they do if you put up a hundred of them on a wall you really couldn't tell which one was which a lot of the time because it became very muddied waters with the way that uh, the the aesthetics were for these these uh, role-playing games but meanwhile persona was different they persisted they were not the same they looked different when you saw it it looked cool and it was definitely something that uh would, would get your attention if you were into the, that that sort of thing. So they successfully made it look uh, you know look different and and uh, had a different aesthetic to it, and it was definitely something that really got the attention of of uh, a lot of folks because you know, a lot of anime fans were really into it, and that's something else that had popping up at the time was anime's popularity was exploding, where people were you know young people, people adults, young adults were really getting involved with anime and uh it really was a big deal to to be to be downright honest and it made a whole ton of money new stuff was coming out all the time for for anime and uh so persona 3 fed right into that wheelhouse the japanese school kids and and uh slice of life all that good stuff it it uh it made sense to bring it out here and anime was exploding anything anime looking was exploding so it was a no-brainer to bring it over here, that that uh, that Japanese school kid uh, thing. And I and I mean the way the way the games have worked for for the longest time now is is that you have to you hang out with your friends, you build up social skills. Those social skills help you uh, deepen your connections with your friends. Your friends uh, all control powers of the personas you can uh, recruit and maintain, and. Uh, that's how you really do it. And once you get to, to uh, the highest ones, you unlock special abilities. The highest uh, uh, affection with characters, all of a sudden, oh, now you can create this character. Now you can use this character, you know, this persona. So it would it behooved you to do it. And, and, of course, you'd have to learn things in school. You'd have to study. You would have to take tests and, and, and all that. Now it was a, lot, a lot of it was truncated. But they made sure they made that a focal point of the of the game is to go out and socialize, to go out and attend school and all that good stuff. But it wasn't until Persona 4 that they really started to perfect what their craft was. Persona 4, which was released in uh, 2012, it was 2008. 2012 was Persona 4 Golden, which was the upgraded version of it on the PlayStation Vita handheld uh, Sony system that Sony kind of forgot about 10 minutes after they released it. <laughs> That's a podcast in and of itself. But uh, they really uh, streamlined the formula. They really, the music was really good. Character designs were, were really good. Uh, they, they had the school system down properly with the, with the social aspects of it, of studying and all that good stuff. They did a great job with Persona 4 and uh which brings us to Persona 5, quite frankly. Persona 5 is is even... I, I like Persona 5 better, just my opinion. But uh, I know there's people who still think 4 is the best one. Uh, honestly, I think they're all great games. They've, you know, they were a little rough to start with, you know, especially the first two, because I've never beaten the first two. One of these days, I'll go back and do it. I keep telling myself. 
but uh, it's it's just amazing that they've done that and and taken the Persona series from being what it was, which was a palate cleanser for a you know a mousse bouche for Final Fantasy VII to where it is now, and I think quite frankly, Persona is a better JRPG series than Final Fantasy is. Uh, as much as I love Final Fantasy, classic Final Fantasy, these days, if if a Persona's coming out on the same day as Final Fantasy, I'm probably going to buy Persona, and I don't really feel bad about it because i know i'm going to get a good entertaining experience with with uh persona with final fantasy i will probably get a pretty mediocre entry in the series is the way that i feel because that's the way that the series has gone for a while and while they have been it's stuck in this doldrum of of making mostly mediocre content for uh for the final fantasy series the Persona series has not taken a back seat. They keep doing stuff. They keep uh, increasing uh, uh, the fan base. You know, there's no doubt in my mind they're working on Persona Six right now. We don't know what it's going to be like, but we know they're working on it, and I know that we're all going to be there to buy it because that's how it works. Of course, I've taken the series multi-platform now. It was originally a PlayStation only PlayStation throughout the years. In fact, uh, all the way through Five Royale, it was. Royal. It was it was a uh, it was primarily on PlayStation consoles, and now you can get it. Uh, they're starting to release stuff on Xbox and and Switch as well. Persona Five is available on the Xbox three or the Xbox three sixty, the Xbox Series X and S, and it's also on the Switch. And uh, I'm sure that they're going to continue to increase the uh, the appeal of it. I I really do believe that that's uh, it's only going to grow in popularity due to the fact that it is a different kind of game. It is not your run-of-the-mill role-playing game. It's it's got different mechanics. It's got stuff to go in and and uh, have different romance options. Hang hang out with different people at school. It's to recruit different personas, merge different personas. You know, learn the, the the way that the game operates, and it's it's just amazing that they have made such a a deep experience out of something that when i first played the first one i didn't think it was really all that great i i they own mechanical issues and all that and and they've gone through and reissued the games again persona one and two uh and innocent sin because we didn't get persona innocent sin persona two innocent sin over here they've all been released or were released on the psp and they're probably somewhere out there in the ether for you know, downloadable on on a on a console or something, a PlayStation console more than likely. But uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing to me that they they've taken that series from what it was to what it is now to be probably the top JRPG series in the entire world, and people pay attention to when there's a new Persona announced. And I know that, uh, like I said, I know they're gonna they're making six. We know they're making six, but we don't know anything more than that at this point. But that's uh, that's just how I feel about uh, the Persona series. In my opinion, I do believe the series has eclipsed Final Fantasy as being the best JRPG series in the entire world right now. Uh, you know, and, and Dragon Quest probably has eclipsed Final Fantasy as well, uh, quite honestly. But uh, I know Final Fantasy still probably puts up the biggest numbers because they still have the biggest fan base. Uh, but Persona's gaining. I know Persona's gaining because they keep releasing 
persona. They keep bringing them out. They keep, and it's it's something that a lot of companies put a lot of stock behind. Microsoft made it a big deal last year when they when they announced they had finally gotten the Persona series on the Xbox. So I I'm definitely on board with uh, with that. I I am. I don't think it's a bad thing at all when companies uh, get more when when companies put their stuff out on more consoles that's a good thing in my opinion my humble honest opinion so let's go ahead and draw our podcast to a close here uh don't forget follow me on twitter i'm at evil enigma on twitter that's also my instagram it's also my twitch channel i do stream every friday night i stream every saturday nights friday nights i tend to drink a little bit i did drink last night and uh, i probably drank too much but I, I was playing Final Fantasy VI, my favorite game ever. And uh, it's the kind of game, I, my Steam Deck, I'm now able to stream off of that. I have that set up properly. I got a brand new webcam. I got a brand new light source. I have my PlayStation, one of my PlayStation 5 controllers Bluetoothed up to the, to, uh, the, to the Steam Deck. And I, I'm all about it. I'm all about being able to stream off of it. So I will be streaming uh, tonight. In fact, that's, that's my plan. I'm going to pick up right where I left off on Final Fantasy VI, and hopefully people will, will drop by and uh, and say hi. You know, Let me know that you're there and, and uh, talk to me. Get to know me. I would appreciate that so much to uh, get back in growth mode. Um, naturally, if uh, you want to talk to me on Twitter, you can. You know, Be respectful, but I will most certainly... Because uh, I'm respectful to everybody, but I, I'll definitely put my best foot forward and and uh, answer whatever questions that I can and and all that. You know, it's I, I'm pretty easygoing about things. I'm easygoing. I'm easy to get along with. I don't spout a lot of hot takes. Um, but then again, maybe I need to. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, as I currently stand, it's it's I try to be here for you know and when anyone for just about anybody. You know, I will do my best to talk to and, and help and support anybody who needs it. And so, you know, I appreciate getting to know you. So drop by my, my channel. I post a lot of stupid stuff, you know, goofy memes and things. And I'll ask questions. Hey, what do you think of, of this thing? Things of that, you know, some things of that nature. So, uh, drop by, drop by and let me know that you're there and the podcast got you there and let your friends know my podcast is here. I always appreciate the fact that, uh, I have some dedicated listeners, and I'd like to be able to grow that audience. It'd be great, but we'll see, you know we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we're playing Final Fantasy VI right now. I do have big plans coming up on the channel for what we're going to play all the way through twenty twenty three. I do want to play Hogwarts Legacy. I do want to play Final Fantasy sixteen. I do want to play Diablo four. I do want to play Suicide Squad. I do want to play. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. You know, I, there's there's a lot of stuff coming out in the first part of 2023 that I'm really excited to, to play, and uh, hopefully we'll get that stuff uh, going on uh, on one of my consoles or the Steam Deck, and we'll, we'll stream that stuff. So drop by, let me know that you're there, guys. I would appreciate that so much. If you have any questions about the podcast or you want to see me cover a, a specific topic or game, let me know. Let me know, and we'll, we'll go from there, okay? So have a nice rest of your week. I hope to talk to you all soon.